The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. Yes. Yes. The gang went back down to the tunnels where Fjortin met the frogs. They came to an underground pool. They approached the pool and saw the Kuatoa there. Fjortin attempted another entangle spell and combat began. Peter cast dancing lights and there a surprise hit. The Kuotoa are fascinated by the lights. Peter starts dancing and some of the Kuotoa join in. Fjortin joins the dance. Jeff joins the dance. Soon everyone is dancing. Like the Pied Piper, Peter led the Kuotoa up the tunnels. The guards came to the door and rounded up the Kuotoa. The gang got paid, but Fjortin was sad. There are three things on the job board for all of y'alls. The first one is the continuing So Spice from Dugas Malsh, wanting, begging at this point, pleading for you guys to bring him some spice on a long trip. Oh, 100 gold. Holy shit. That's a lot of gold. Uh-huh. You've got one other new quest. Uh, this one is called Cursed Mine. Ecolias Blingerstone would like you to investigate a mine for him. And you can contact him for the details on that. Uh, I hope you guys all noticed, by the way, that for the... Uh, let's see if I can pop this up on your screen. Decided to make a mining company. It's called Blingerstone Mineral and Metal. And their logo is a milkshake. So you got that going for you. And finally, there's one additional quest called Soup's Wife. Uh, Stuart Soup, the one of the cooks there at um, at the Sneaky Brisket, has received a note from his wife. She needs rescuing from her cult, and he's putting together a team. Oh, he's ripped. I love when people put together a team. You son of a bitch. I'm in. I think we have to do that one. Yeah, I think we Reminds do. me of uh, MacGruber when he puts together his team. <laughs> MacGruber, I feel like, is way underrated. People oh, think for sure is. 
MacGruber's pretty good. Isn't there a scene where he's shooting ping pong balls out of his ass? Doesn't he blow up his team immediately? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that. Do I have MacGruber? I need to find out if I have MacGruber. If you don't, I do. MacGruber! Fuck yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna show up at Peter's, just coming back from turning into a scratato bug. Uh, see what's going on with the day. And where are you showing up? Um. At the bar where we stay? <laughs> the Sneaky Brisket? The name you totally knew? Yes. Yeah. The Sneaky Brisket. <laughs> so <laughs> you're showing up at the Sneaky Brisket after fucking around at daybreak? Yeah. Oh, well, you're gonna have to wait a while for me. I just went to work. My friend Ferris is. Smith. That's fine. I just wanted to, you know. Get something going on with the day slash recording. <laughs> all right, so you're, I think uh, Peter's done all of the crying he can do for a day, and uh, Fjorten's done all of the um, shapeshift pretending he can do for a day. Not pretending, practicing. Wait, I want to talk about how I get. Uh, what? Where does a town crier get his daily cryings? Ooh, well, that's a good question. Where would you where would you get your cryings? You would probably get them got all I just got all these images in my head of from like, you know, newspaper boys getting their newspapers dropped off, but you wouldn't need that. You you know what you'd do? You and all your buddies would head down to the market and uh like before the market market really gets going for the day, but you'd be in that big open area and you'd have like the alpha crier who would cry out all the things, and then you guys would have to go repeat all that out in the rest of the city. Is there some lord that's in charge of the town besides Lord Huff? Like, he's like a sheriff character, isn't he? Is there some, like, a, like, nobleman? Lord Huff is, in fact, the noble. Uh, there is Sheriff Fuego that you guys met last oh, time. Oh, shit, yes. Yeah. The Alan Rickman of sheriffs? Yes. Not just any Alan Rickman. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Wouldn't Lord Rickman. Lord Hoth have like some uh, master of uh, secrets or some shit that knows what's going on all the time, and then he would pass the information along somehow to the town crier? It's interesting that maybe he would have someone like that. Maybe like Cicero Gwynn. Ooh. That would be him. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's the alpha crier, though? Yeah, I feel like Cicero's too high-ranked to be the person that would... Uh, he wouldn't be the person spreading the, the rumor and gossip and news. Well, actually, uh, let's step back for a second. Is the... <laughs> is the media in this town, which is essentially the town criers, uh, you know, failing having radio or anything like that, or interneting, um, is it a independent organization or is it a government-run organization? Um, I'm pretty sure it's... I would say it's probably a, a government-run organization. We are the probably the mouthpiece of Lord Ha. <laughs> you're a tool of the regime, huh? Okay. It's because you're going to change the system from the inside out. Did anybody else see that movie, SLC Punk? Yes, I like that movie. Where he goes through the whole, like, ragey, angsty thing, and then it gets to the end, and he's like, I put on a business suit because I'm going to change the system from the inside out. And I remember getting to that part in the movie and just being like, wait, what? Was the, That's how you're gonna end this? What? His buddy's name was what? Something Bob. Needle? Was it Needle Bob? It was something about drugs, and the joke was that Bob didn't do any drugs at all. 
SLC Punk. Uh, two former geeks become 80s punks, then party and go to concerts while deciding what to do with their lives. That's the summary. God, it's gonna bug me now. I'm looking it up. I gotcha. Uh, Heroin Bob. Heroin Bob, yes. And he's afraid of needles and believes that any drug, with the notable exception of alcohol and cigarettes, is inherently dangerous. Steve-O and Bob go from party to party while living in a dilapidated apartment. Oh, man. This is, uh... Matthew Lillard's best movie. What a great step back in time here. Oh, yeah, and they had they described the tribes. The punks, the mods, the rednecks, the neo-Nazis, the heavy metal guys, and the new wavers. Fucking right. Ah, he closes his narration that his youthful self would probably kick his future self's ass, Riley describing himself as been ultimately just another poser. Um, yes, that's accurate, you piece of shit. Piece of shit. Anywho. The Alpha Crier. Who is our Alpha Crier? Uh, his name is Kevin... Kevin Cuddles. That's his name, Kevin Cuddles. It's a terrible name. Uh, with, with D's or T's? D's. D's nuts. For a double dose of your crying. <laughs> yes. And he's... And that's his catchphrase every morning when you guys gather in the market? That's Cuddle with two D's for a double dose of that crying action for all of you. That's a, that's per, that's perfect. That is exactly his voice. That's what I had in mind. You remind me of the flare guy from Office Space. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! You know, you only have... Seven pieces of flair. Don't you want to express yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> and he's uh, he's only got the job because he's related to somebody. I don't know who. Somebody it's like a high distant, up. a distant cousin of Lord Hoff. Lord Hoff or the sheriff or fucking somebody or maybe both for all I know. Distant cousin to Lord Hoff. But he's one of those rare examples in nepotism where he's actually super good at his job. <laughs> like, they're like, all right, just can we just make Kevin a crier in the town? And he rose through the rank, literally the one rank, because there's just criers and then the alpha crier. But he rose through that rank really quickly, and now he's the alpha crier. And he's all like, Sweet. make way for the alpha crier. Look out. Is there, is there anything else we want to explore about uh, Fjordson or Peter's morning routine? Oh, no. Good. No, I don't think so. Alright. So the two of you meet up back at the Sneaky Brisket, but meanwhile, we're gonna cut over to Jeff real quick. Jeff, you said you're over at uh, Ferris's place? Yes. I'm trying to remember details about Ferris. Dwarven Smith. Indeed. We've established that he's a dwarven smith. We did also, uh, we did also establish that Ferris was a member of a uh, fight group, and perhaps as you guys are working the forges this morning, Ferris leans over and says, "Well, lad, what did you think about the uh, the bit of a tussle you had the other night?" Oh, I always enjoy a tussle. Uh, Talking a tussle—that's what I always say. No better way to relax. I know what you mean. <laughs> We should uh, should do that again sometime, if you if you're willing. I am. Yeah, it's been too long. I'll uh, I'll talk to the rest of the crew and see what we can arrange. I think there'd be somebody that'd be willing to take on a big boyer like yourself. Mm, excellent. And then you uh, like 
like gruff old men, you have your, like, two seconds of bonding, and then it's like, well, back to work. <laughs> I always love those kind of conversations. That's I had a bunch of that with my, uh... I worked with my grandpa for one summer, and, like, there'd be those moments where, you know, like, he's eating a candy bar, and I'm eating a candy bar, and he's like, oh, you like that kind of candy bar, huh? Yeah, yeah, I like these, they're pretty good. Hmm. I like those, too. <laughs> and then you both stare off in the distance for a little while until your candy bars are done, and then you go back to fucking putting a new master cylinder in the brake system on that truck. I get extremely annoyed when people talk to me at work, and I'm working. Ah, uh, believe me. I'm right there with you. What's uh, what's his fucking name uh, from Parks and Rec? The, the gruff dude? Uh, Ron Swanson. Yeah. Worked next to him for four years, never said a word. Best friend I ever had. <laughs> we still love- don't talk sometimes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and he says it with, like, just the smallest smile on his face. Mm-hmm. We still never talk sometimes. <laughs> That's a great line. All right. So cutting back to the glorious sneaky brisket. Um, Duga's in there, and he's kind of like, you know, serves you guys a... Uh, I mean, are we doing like, are we doing breakfast alcohol or are we doing like, uh, just casual morning food? No, I just had a, a toke of druid outside, so I think I'm pretty set for just breakfast. Peter, are you, uh, are you a sober, sober morning kind of guy? Drinky morning kind of guy? Um, I think I'm a sober, sober morning kind of guy, but I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Duga is going to fetch you some uh i don't what the fuck would you even drink in the morning i guess just water uh gets you some water and uh he's uh he's preparing you some food Stuart's probably not quite in for the day yet and uh he's just back in the kitchen and he's like yeah my uh brisket's really still uh coming along here it's uh could use some of that that's that spice for it but that's that's okay you guys don't need to just whenever you get to it and the two of you sit at the bar, uh, you're going to have casual conversation, you're going to have a manly conversation like Jeff and Ferris. What are you going to do? So wh- where are we? Are we at the Sneaky Brisket? You are. All at right. the bar. So, so Stuart Soup is in the back cooking? He's not quite there yet. He's He'll he'll come in maybe around like, let's call it 11. Maybe it's like 10.30 right now. Okay. What's on the, today's uh, town crier news? I, I missed the morning edition, unfortunately. Do I know that? Well, you were just crying it. Extra, extra. <laughs> Hear all about it. Let's see. Um, uh, Lord Hoff had a three Kirk shit, and uh, that's a new record. <laughs> and uh, all right. So um, it's a ten. It's the best. It's nobody's ever done a better one. It's a. It's the absolute. I guess I should ask, um, has the frogs been acting a little bit differently since our latest encounters yeah, with the Kuatoa? There's some um, something in the news that people haven't uh, been seeing a lot of frogs lately. Oh, uh-oh. I don't know, I just made that up. Seems like something that would happen since all those frogs went in the hole. Yeah, true. I mean, I'm, I'm letting you guys do... Uh... You know, world contributions. Technically, what would this would be Jerry's plot point? 
Ooh. It's Since we um, didn't do it last time. There's also a uh, bunker crop of hamberries this year. So we got we got that going for us. Alright. I'll get uh, them canned hamberries for later. And uh town resident, um uh Juice Newton. Juice Newton turned uh eighty three today. So uh that's old. <laughs> you are the worst fucking town crier I've ever heard. <laughs> You're just like mumbling and uh and uh Well I mean I understand he's been doing this all morning and then I just come on in. So uh what's the news today? Like a day. Uh, yeah. And so he's just like, well, let's go what do it I, again, I suppose. What am I here to to give you the news and amuse you? <laughs> news okay. and amuse. I don't ask you to druid for me. Don't ask me to cry <laughs> for you. <laughs> All right. That's what uh, kind of I would just catch Ooh, up there, with. There, there's a sale at the uh, Thrifty Terror Guardian this week. Oh, all right. It's um, 10, you get 10% off if you uh, donate some food to the needy. It has to be non-perishable. That's gonna be a trick. Yeah. Non-perishable in ye olde medieval times. Here's some salt pork. <laughs> That's about as close as it would get, actually. And hard tack. I like it's not even pepperoni, it's just salt pork. Well, yeah. Ain't nobody got no pepperoni yet. That won't be invented for like 500 years. Oh, and, um, you're right. Uh, the library is uh, cracking down on late fees. And that's the news. That's the news. <laughs> Thanks for wrapping it up there. And that's the way the news goes. All right. Yeah, I'll just go in and get my daily update on the news. I'd appreciate that. And um, I think I'd just be waiting for my hash browns of scrotatoes. Uh, scrotatoes, sorry. Hash scrotatoes? Hash scrotatoes. Cool. Well, let us... Well, I guess I already read to you guys what's on the job board. The Cursed Mine, The So Spice, and Soup's Wife. So I think we were... Have... Huh? Yeah, we decided on Soup's Wife. That was kind of the consensus of what we were going for here. Folks feel like we should go for Soup's Wife. How... All right. How did we see this? Like, it's up on a board. What? How does this read? Like, you can just put up something saying, like, I'm putting together a team. Fucking show up. Well, let us describe the job board again. So the job board is a theoretical concept for all of you as players, and it's just a way for us to in-game organize the work that you either know about or will know about. So in this particular instance, let's say you guys are sitting in the uh, you're sitting in the sneaky brisket. You're at the bar. You're eating your scrotato browns. I keep trying to think of a funner way to say that. It's Gradowns. It's good. Yeah, anyway. Downtown's Gratato Browns. Oh, that's what it says on the special board. <laughs> Downtown's Gratato Browns. And you guys are having some... I don't know. They Maybe they got, like, mushrooms in them or something. And, uh... Stuart Soup. The other cook here at the Sneaky Brisket. He comes in the front door. He's got his chef coat on. He's got his apron under his arm, and 
And he's, uh, he's looking rather down as he walks past you guys. Let's say you notice that and you make mention and Stuart sits down at the counter next to you. He's like, uh, just uh, this massive, massive orc, intimidating, cutting figure. And like uh, he's... His name is, I feel like his name is like Stuart Mountain Dew, Elizondo, Herbert, <laughs> Soup. Or is it, is it El- Elizondo Mountain Dew, Herbert? I can't remember the whole string. There's quite a few names in there. Dwayne Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho. That sounds right. I'm I'm glad. Did you look that up or did you have that? I think I had that. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty freaking impressed. So Stuart, Stew Soup, he sits down at the counter and he says, Man, I got this I got this note. And I think it might be from my wife. I mean, we're not, we haven't seen each other in a long time. I, I guess I don't know if we're still married or not, but have I ever told you guys we were mixed up in this cult? Yeah, yeah, we do. Well, I left and she stayed. She was kind of lacking that cult lifestyle, but uh, apparently she's not anymore. She sent me this thing and well, I get the impression that she wants out and that maybe it's getting kind of bad. So I'm thinking maybe Maybe I gotta put together a team here to go get her back. Why, um, why did you leave the cult, Stu? I'm just not that into orgies. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Yeah, that Look, was... It's just so much, it's a lot of shit to keep track of, you know? <laughs> were, were, um, were you a cook at the cult? That's where I learned it. Right on. Well, how far away is this cult? Get hungry after orgies. People know that. <laughs> That's where Stuart really shines. <laughs> Everybody hungry after an orgy, and there's Stuart with a big old bit of soup. <laughs> That's just now I keep thinking about the oh, fuck. Which one is it? is it? Is it Conan the Destroyer or Conan the Barbarian, where they they got the big bowl of soup and it's like hands and eyes and other weird shit in there? You guys never watched the Conan movies, the original with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I like twenty years. I feel like yeah. Well, whose fucking fault is that? Is that something I need to add? Okay. Yeah. Everybody needs to rewatch those movies, like, at least every five years. They're timeless classics. I, I don't know how they didn't sweep the Academy Awards every time they were up. <laughs> was that background? He barely even spoke English in those movies, if I remember right. Like, his English was really bad. But, you know, when we played that, um, the supercut of all of his... <laughs> Like, the Arnold noise, um, like, 30% of it was from those Conan movies. <laughs> and deservedly so. He's constantly getting wrecked by giant monsters and people fighting him and all kinds of other stuff. It's true. Anywho, back to Stuart. Yes, he explains that he uh, he left that cult and took with it the ability to cook. Came here eventually, settling in Terragard. And uh, now enjoys a nice, quiet though solitary life and uh he's got this letter he's got this letter that seems appears to be at least on the surface from his his ex-wife who's involved in this cult well man we'll help you out um how many people do you need he said would you there's three of you right uh right guys there's three of us well right now there's two but we can i bet we can get jeff on board he's always good for a good scrap is Jeff not with us? I thought he was with us. I'm at work. Oh, Jeff's, Jeff's awake. 
He's working. I mean, he'll come home eventually, but he's like, well, I think the four of us, would, that'll work out real nice. You guys want to do this? You guys want to do this? Yeah, like, um, do you have a plan? Uh, we could go there and then get her and then come back. Uh, yeah, that, that is a good plan. Um, right? It, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Uh, that's, it's just, you know, too many details. I don't like to focus on a lot of details. Just, we're gonna go there, we're gonna get her, and then we're gonna come back. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, you keep, you keep, let's, we'll keep thinking on this plan. I like that, it's a good, good start. Uh, let's just go ahead and wait till, uh, Jeff gets here, and then we'll all just kind of, you know, think about that plan. How about that? Spitball it up. Spit, spit, spitball it up. Workshop it. Workshop workshopping that detail we'll work, we'll work soup that one mm-hmm all right well how do you guys want to play out the middle time Stuart's Stuart's very grateful he's like man that is awesome thank you guys and he gets up and he's got a, a much more positive expression on his face he ties his apron around his waist and goes back to relieve Duga in the back take on the lunch shift do you want to fuck around for the day do you want to fast forward until we've got the crew together do they have like any games over on the shelf in this place? <laughs> uh, what do they have on the shelf? Uh, I think each of us needs to come up with a game that's on the shelf. I'm gonna say there's a there's a checkers set with too many black pieces and not enough white pieces. Peter, what do you think is on the shelf? Um, it's uh, it's a, the game of death. Instead of, <laughs> instead of life, it's the game of death. What What's involved in the game of death? Do you still get a car and then you just drive off a cliff? Um, you you still build your family, and uh, but you you also get to kill them off with however crazy ways that you die in this world. Oh, I thought maybe it would be you're trying to prevent your family from dying, but like it's like playing Australia. Like just everything on the board is trying to kill you. Yes. Oh no, we lost another kid. No. Good thing we had. Like your your objective is to get at least one family member to the finish line. <laughs> Preferably a I don't know. I guess I don't know. Yes. One No one's ever won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a board if <laughs> for the people that have won and there's nobody on it. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting to write a name up on that board. Peter uh that's a great that's a great contribution right there. Um, what do you think there, Fjorten? What what game do you see on the shelf? Uh, it's kind of like an adaptation to Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but it's hit 'em slash 'em soldiers. And so mm. instead of like the actual robotic thing, it's more like hand puppets. And so you have to keep your elbow on the table, and you just like kind of use your wrist and try to hit the other soldier's head off with your sword. Which is their huh. hand. Which is, well, <laughs> no, no, like your hand would go in, it would hold like the little sword of the, uh, little sword of the other guy, and the other guy, and the, and the head kind of is like, has some sort of Velcro kind of material, whatever it is, and you have to try to hit it off the sword. Oh, okay. yeah. I thought it was just a game where you just stab each other's hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no it's, is, you, try and, you try and grab the other guy's little sword and try and get him off. No, this is age uh, 4 to 99. Excellent. No, four to eighty-two. So that guy who just turned eighty-three, he can't play. Uh, Juice Newton. He can. He's eight. Ju- Juice Newton. Yeah. Funny name. Funny. Uh, Juice Newton. Juice, Juice Newton. 
And what about you, Jeff? What do you think? What is what's Jeff's favorite game over at the Sneaky Brisket on the Wall? Man, put me on the spot. Jeff was simple, I think. He would just like dice games and so forth. He wouldn't have a lot of patience for uh, board games. Jeff's not over there picking out the uh, Euro-style worker placement. Uh, blah blah blah. I can't remember any more fucking board game terms. I I think <laughs> Jeff would choose like 3D chess if they had it on the shelf. Hello there, VGAT fans. How's the day treating you? I'll tell you, things are starting to get real lovely around here. The weather is warming up in a really nice way. I personally have a strong preference for these temperatures between 60 and 70. That's about 15 to 21 for the rest of the world that doesn't use our goofy America-only system. There's been a bit of rain, <laughs> and that's nice too. If you couldn't tell, I really don't have a lot to say this week. The new campaign is humming right along. This uh, Jack Daniels honey whiskey is going down real nice. Life just keeps on keeping on. I guess if I have to put something out there for the podcast or whatever, I would ask anyone who hasn't to take a few minutes to drop us a review. I've been thinking a lot lately about how we could pull in a few more listeners, maybe even blowing a few bucks on ads somewhere, but reviews really help out with that the most. Podcasting and the entire sphere around it is a really organic sort of thing, and, well, I like the grassroots growth. Well, with all that out there, I think it's downright time to get back into the action. So those are the games that are on the wall. Which one are you going to play to kill the time until Jeff gets home? Uh, I think we should play the Stabby Hand Puppets game. <laughs> uh, did you have a name for it, by the way? Um, yeah. Because if not, Stabby Hand sounds slashy, great. Slashy Stabby Soldiers. Oh yeah, Slashy Stabby Soldiers. I think it was Hitty, Hitty Stabby, but I like Slashy Stabby. So you guys go grab the Slashy Stabby Soldiers off the wall. Let's, uh, oh man, what would be a good, would be a good way to play this? I'm going to let you guys decide if you're going to be a brute force or a finesse kind of slashy stabby player. So you're going to give me some d20 rolls and you can add either your strength modifier or your dex modifier. Ooh, both the same. So I think, uh, I think I would go the, the strength route for, for my, for my guy. And I'll have to go the finesse route. Okay. Give me a, give me a strength and a, and a dex roll there. See how you guys do against each other. I got a... Five. Ooh, I got a 19. Ooh. Nice. Fjorten tries pummeling away, but Peter is a little too deft today, and he manages to, to get your head off. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's what you gotta yell. As soon as it happens, you gotta be like, "I got you off!" <laughs> <laughs> yell it! I got you off! 
You guys oh. want to play another round? You want a best of three? Yeah, I'll try it again. Yeah. I traditionally played in rounds of three. Oh. Oh. 14. 14. That's a tie. Oh, you gotta you gotta play till uh, somebody gets two victories. Oh. Ten. Seven. Oh, what do you say? I got you off. <laughs> it's one and one. No. Oh, I got an eight. I got a three. I got you off. Ah, uh, <laughs> you finished me off. <laughs> <laughs> that is the traditional uh, loser's cry after getting getting got off twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that took about thirty seconds to play. So. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I mean, you guys could keep doing that. You could keep getting each other off all day. I mean, <laughs> taking turns getting each other off. <laughs> I guess that's what we do. You guys pass the afternoon getting each other's heads off, playing slashy stabby soldiers. That's that's our new uh, that's our new pogs. Slashy stabby soldiers. <laughs> There's just two grown men <laughs> with hand pup- puppets. <laughs> like they could be arm wrestling, but instead they're grabbing puppets and slashy stabby soldiers. That'd really suck, too, because you'd have to play, like, I'm thinking of a hand puppet with, like, you know, two arms in there. You'd have to play with, like, your pinky and your thumb, you know, as the two arms. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I thought it was just going to be, like, one guy holding, like, a big old sword, but I guess it could be two two swords, huh? Two swords, or maybe, like, a sword and a shield, or... I don't know, you could play it however you wanted to. Ooh, a sword and a shield weapon, that's pretty cool. Over here doing, like, some Shaka Bro thing. Shaka Bro! I'm sorry. What? Uh, like I'm, I have my my thumbs up, like a like with the thumb up and the pinky up right now, and I was just like acting it out. And the first thing I thought I was like doing some surfer thing. Shocker, bro. Oh, I thought you said like shocker, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the that's where you get you get the two fingers up. Oh, in the, <laughs> shocker anyway, <bros>. shocker, bros. <laughs> that's the new version of Scooter Buddies. When all I'm right so again. let's yeah let's let's well, let's move on from all that um so jeff it's getting to be the end of the work day uh it's four o'clock let's say and uh your dude is like uh he's pretty tired ferris is pretty tired and he's like that's all i got in me today lad i'll uh i'll see what i can do about arranging another meeting up with fight group i'll let you know all right ferris see you around see you around laddie and off you go from there back to the sneaky brisket and uh you have a nice slow walk across town maybe uh you pass by a few friendly faces and get some smiles and nods from people you're beginning to get to know a little better and uh you slide open the door to the sneaky brisket and you hear oh i got you off (laughs) (laughs) and a smile crosses your face as you know your buddies are there playing their favorite game together slashy stabby soldiers you have a seat at the bar, I, I assume. Maybe get some food and drink. Yep. All right. The three of you, or maybe no, you guys would be playing slashy stabby at a table. Uh, so you get your get your beverage and place your food order and go sit down at the table. And there you are. The three of you are sitting there at the end of a nice long day, beverages in hand, food on the way. You're you've gotten off. You've gotten each other off so many times. Uh, except for Jeff, of course, because he just got here. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, you bested me today. 
and get me like get me off. Um uh, I guess we would update Jeff about our our proposition. You do that. Okay. Perfect. Jeff, consider yourself uh, updated. Tell him about the this cult of Stewart's soup and he uh, doesn't like orgies and his wife wants to get out of this cult. Sounds good. I'm game for bashing some cult skulls. So I left some details about this open because I, well, I just figured we'd have uh, fun with it. Hopefully we didn't burn up all of our creative juice getting each other off there. (laughs) (laughs) It made more creative juice. (laughs) (laughs) Did it to myself. So uh, what kind of a cult do you guys think that this is? Well, it was... What uh, What do they worship? I think originally um, it was some kind of some kind of uh, cult involving a, a lich of some kind was the rumor. Uh huh. Some kind of a lich. Oh. A lich cult. What do you think these folks are doing, aside from apparently the orgies, to uh, to appease this lich? Uh, or what what goal do they have for this lich or from this lich? So do we do we know if the, the lich is involved? Are we just assuming that they're just kind of, uh, they're kind of a dead poet society, just going off of ancient rituals, hoping that they would find this lich? Oh, that is a tough call. Because I don't know anything about this, so I would. Uh... Let's say that. Uh, let's say that not everybody there has met this lich. Um. But there's at least one of the members that purports to have met the Lich face-to-face. Face-to-skull. So there's... Oh, what did you say? Cult of what? Well, so far we've just said Cult of the Lich. We can come up with a sweet, sweet name, though. Well, um, I think there are some notes here that... Uh, Stuart still had a symbol from the cult that he was originally a part of. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he say that? Yeah, we didn't decide what that symbol was, though. No, we did not. There's an opportunity. It's knocking. Um, Do you think it's, like, big old... I don't know how much, like, we're we're divulging into it. Big old capital C. Old writing. Gothic writing. A big gothic capital C. I don't know, I'm just spitballing. We got anything cooler. Comic Sans C. (laughs) (laughs) that could be mistaken for anything (laughs) alright so let's say uh, the dinner rush gets done with and the three of you are sitting out at the table and Stuart hands the spatula back to Duga Duga's like looking through I'm imagining there's one of those like the windows where you can see into the kitchen kind of behind the bar yeah, you know, that's where they hand like the plates over and whatnot, and mm-hmm. he sees Stuart go sit down at the table, and Duke is just like, "What are you guys? What are you guys talking about? What are you doing?" And they just kind of waves him off, and Stuart's like, "All right, here's what we got," and he pulls out this uh, this big Gothic capital C. It's like a it's a, it's like maybe six eight inches. It's pretty large, and it's made of solid iron. And he's had this thing. He's wearing it as a necklace. He takes off the necklace and he puts it on the table. And he's like, I gotta be honest. I don't know why I kept this thing and why I keep wearing it. But this is the symbol from the cult. And he, like, looks to the three of you all like, like, huh? Huh? There you go. That's all we needed. 
does the C stand for cult? <laughs> He's like, you know, I don't know. What, uh, what kind of a, is it just a business card or like, what is, what is a symbol on? Um, oh, it's, it's like a big iron C, like it's made of iron and it's a necklace. Like think Flava Flav style. And ev- everyone in the cult had to wear one of these? Everyone in the cult had to wear one. Cool. So where's this cult located? He says, well, there's this big building out in the desert and it's, that's pretty crazy, but that's, that's where, that's where they were when I left them. And I, I feel like they're still there. Desert. Is it hard to get to? So this is a couple days journey, but it's not hard to get to. How many people are out there? I don't know, man. People kind of came and went, if you know what I mean. Emphasis on the came. Hey. Is it a easy place to sneak into? It's pretty easy to sneak into if you go there after dark. There's not a lot of doors, but it is way out in the open, so we'd have to wait until nightfall to sneak up. Are there any dogs or anything like that? Not that I remember, no. Okay. Well, all right. How likely is violence? He says, well, probably pretty likely. You're okay with this? Well, as long as my wife doesn't get hurt, I guess I'm okay with it. They're not bad people. They just really like orgies too much. How are we going to find her when we get there? He says, oh, I'll recognize her. Well, I mean, where are we going to look? Well, inside the building, I guess, and we'll just see where she's at. I don't know. The note just said, come get me. Do we know anybody else in the cult? Man, I kind of knew those people, but it was a long time ago. I've been gone for two years. Right. Well, I guess we're going to uh, need to get some provisions together. Pack up. Are we going to walk? You don't have to. See how much... How, how much, much is a horse? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever actually looked up what it would cost to rent a horse. 5e rent... A horse. Gold prices for travel. Mm-mm-mm. Wouldn't we want to rent a cart or something of that nature for all of us? That'd be cheaper than like four horses, no? Probably. Horses are expensive. They're like 75 bucks a horse. Can we ride a dog or something instead? Those are cheaper. <laughs> what if you ride a dog? Fjorton could turn into a horse. Oh, yeah. I can only do it for like an hour, though. Oh, no. <laughs> we could ride. What about donkeys or mules? Can you ride those? You can. I like the, the cart idea. That would be a... Yeah, let's say we just hire a wagon. Let's say it's going to cost you... Um, it's going to be a four-day journey to get all the way out to this place. But it's going to be... Two gold per day to well, let's say three gold per day to rent the like the two mules in a wagon. Twenty-four gold. Do we have to get wagon insurance? That's that's covered in the three gold. That's why I went up from two to three. Very nice. They know it's a risky journey, so you got a little wagon insurance. Premium wagon insurance. You guys, uh, you know, you got to put down like it's half up front but then you also have to pay an extra half for insurance. So when you get back, you get your half back, and then you pay for the other half. Or they... Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) 
I really thought that would get at least a chuckle from someone. No, that's all right. <laughs> Maybe somebody will get it in post. All right. Well, we got that going for us. Uh, what else? We need some food. I would also like to do a little side venture here to the Wilda people. Because, you know, they sent us on a little quest before, and we are heading out of town quite a ways for the desert area. Uh, I'd seem to see if they need anything uh, maybe picked up or or anything. Well, let's say that... Uh, so let's say you guys are going to leave the next day. Stuart Soup puts in his time off request, says he's going to be gone for, you know, le- almost two weeks, and Duga is like, yeah, fine, whatever. Um... I would suggest that you go chat with uh, you go chat with the um, the wilder people, and why don't you give me give me a little d twenty roll? Rolling dice. Who doesn't love rolling dice? I'm gonna roll some dice on my end, my fancy dice tray. Ah, oh, I missed the dice tray. My roll sucked tonight. Ten. Uh, yeah, I rolled pretty poorly on my end, too. So, unfortunately, the Wilder people don't have anything that they need from you. Um, however, in passing, Duga hears you guys talking about the desert and going south and all this other stuff. And he's like, oh, oh, guys, oh, guys, 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 if you're going south, you could totally pick up. You could totally pick up that spice for me. It's just it's going to be like right on the way. OK, cool. I was, I was, so I was checking out the. Do that. I was checking out the, the the job board there and see exactly what he needed. That area there. It just says spice. What kind of what kind of spice are we talking here? Well, he who controls the spice controls the universe. So Is it uh, the same spice found at Kessel. Oh, that'd be. Did they ever explain what that spice was? Is it like a drug or is it fuel or? You know, I don't know. In, in the Star Wars universe? I saw Solo once, and I don't remember if... And they made the Kessel run. And I want to say they got fuel at Kessel. It wasn't... It wasn't spice. It was, like, unrefined something or other. What the fuck was it? It is a drug. The, Coaxium. Uh, I thought it was, like, fuel. It was. Because he used some of it to get out of the black hole. That's how he made the... Yeah. The Kessel run in 12 parsecs. <laughs> Coaxium, also known as hyperfuel, was a w- rare form of hypermatter in a type of expensive starship fuel mined on Kessel. Hypermatter. Uh, are you are you looking at Wikipedia, the real official source of everything for Star Wars? I'm just I'm just this is no, I'm looking up fandom. Was Wikipedia even canon anymore? Well, there, I mean, was it ever? I think it labels things uh, like, uh, what is it, Legends, and uh, there's two labels for the old canon and the new canon. Oh, it's the same exact definition on StarWars.com slash databank. Coaxium is a rare for- form of hypermatter that is essential for faster-than-light travel. Starship's hyperdrive reaction chambers are coated with a thin layer of coaxium, which is energized to allow passage into hyperspace. Dang. So, now that we know cool. that, now that we, I feel like, I feel like we're all enriched. Now that we know that, can we mix drinks? Well, what other supplies would you gentlemen like to find around town? Well, we're gonna need food and sundries, right? Indeed. All right, so we're gonna have to get that stuff. Is there like a 
magic shop or something of that nature? A weapon shop? Uh, so, there is indeed several places in town where you can buy a variety of supplies. I suppose what you would look for is all of the items that are on pages 149 and 150 of the uh, player's handbook lists the gear that is available in various stores about town and you guys do have a magic shop in town in fact you met the owner yeah we did just thinking we haven't picked up our uh, our waste in a while Indeed. I'm not going to remember it for you. You've got to tell me you're doing it. But I'll pop this up onto your screens. The place you're thinking of is called the Dirty Rune. The Dirty Rune is where Alatar, who you met out in the woods dumping his potion waste some time ago, is at. And if you scroll down on that page in the Dirty Rune that I popped up on your screen, you'll see all the items that are available in the magic shop. Which... Just about every time I log on to Roll20 to make adjustments and whatnot for the game, I try and add a couple of items to that shop. Rations for a day, by the way, are five silver pieces, and you guys are expecting to be gone for eight days. So that'd be 40 silver pieces apiece, or four gold, that you'll need to spend on rations. It's expensive. Stuart, this trip is starting to add up, man. It's like, I know, I know. There'll be plenty of cool shit at the temple. Okay. What are we looking up? Jeff, are you looking up something in the background? No, I was just I just looked at that list and nothing really grabs me. Yeah, because some of the stuff we'd already have, just make sure we have our excess water and all that good stuff if we go into the desert. Uh, your water and everything would be included in that rations, mm-hmm. which I think you stepped away for just a moment. Uh, you'll need to pay four gold for eight days worth of rations. Shit. Is that for everyone? That's a piece. Oh. Alright. Puts me down on Thankfully, you're uh, double fisting this adventure. And you can potentially get that hundred gold from uh from Duga when you get back as well. Okay. Uh, potentially. You know what? There's a friend of mine I haven't seen in a while. He uh it's uh Oliver Smiggles. And uh He's a local gnome inventor. He uh, primarily specializes in sex toys, but uh, sometimes he invents the occasional gadget that might be handy. So uh, I'm going to go over to Oliver's and uh, you know see if he's been working on anything lately. Oh, right on. You are taking your chunk of the evening to go talk to Mr. Smiggles. I don't think that we've met Mr. Smiggles yet in this game. We've uh, made mention, perhaps, here and there. and. Let's see here. Well, I'll be honest, man. You tell me, what do you think Mr. Smiggles has been working on? Because <laughs> I'd don't. i be damned if I can think of any darn thing right now. Wait, let me see if I can find uh, Gnomish Inventions. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, give, me a, give me a D100 roll. Okay. 48. With a 48, he is working on Gordex's Elevating Slippers, comma, Lesser. Okay. The wearer, the wearer of these rainbow-colored slippers may activate the slippers as a free action once daily. 
upon activating these slippers, the wearer is instantly elevated vertically d6 times 10 feet into the air. I'm assuming that means 1d6. During the ascent, the, the wearer may attempt to grab onto any ledge or object they can reach as a DC dexterity check, or sorry, DC 16 dexterity check. If the wearer has not grabbed onto anything at the end of the elevation, they begin plummeting to the ground and taking falling damage as normal. So, that's what he's working on. Um, let's see here, and let's roll a d20 on my end. They are not done quite yet. Ah. Oh. That would have been great for breaking into um, a, a, a evil sex lich cult. Can liches sounds fuck? like a great Iron Maiden song. Wait, what? Can liches fuck? No, maybe they like to watch people fuck though, and then they can remember what it's like to have wings or vaginas. I feel like that would be painful for them. I mean, I don't know, like. I get a little wistful when I go past playground equipment, but, like, it doesn't really hurt me to not go play on it. Oh, I have to. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you use, like, the little excavator thing every time? No. I do like playing on the little excavator things. But, like, you know, you're really not supposed to do that. They don't even have my favorite playground equipment anymore. Which is what? Those spinny things. Merry-go-round. And the, like the, <laughs> Did the you just small... call a merry-go-round a spinny thing? Yes. And the, <laughs> like, well, I'm thinking more of the smaller ones, which I wouldn't consider a merry-go-round. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah the ones that make you puke? Yep. I mean, yeah. I hate those things. <laughs> so, wait, you're talking about the thing that's maybe like, what, eight, ten feet across? That's what I would call a merry-go-round. I'm talking about the one that's like maybe two or three feet across that has like four bars to hold on to. Huh. And you can get a spin huh. like fucking 100 miles per hour. We always had the like the bigger ones. I don't think that I've ever seen the one that's only like two or three feet. That sounds. I don't. I can't decide if that sounds more or less dangerous. I'd say more. You can probably go a lot faster in those. Well, but like the bigger ones. I mean, you know, you're talking about centripetal force, so like you can really get them going. So while and Peter is doing all this. Uh, I would ask Jeff if he could possibly make replicas of this necklace that we have with the C on it. At the Smith shop? Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I suppose I could. Well, fucking A. I think you guys do that. It's uh, it's only going to take you maybe a, a half a day to do that, so it'll delay your journey a little bit, but Stuart is impressed with the idea, so he's going to go along with it. All right. I don't think we got a plan coming together here. I love it when a plan comes together. Ayo. Alright, is there anything else that you guys think you would want to or need to grab before exiting town? You got a wagon. Mm-hmm. You got some iron seas. You got supplies. And... Feeling pretty good. Yeah, I think we're all set. Very good, sweet. And nobody wanted to buy anything new for... Weapons, armor, or from the magic shop? No, those... I don't know how much money we have. The the scrolls of uh, night vision might be handy for me, but like, I don't know how much money we have. It seems just like an extravagance, considering my friend can cast light on objects. Well, it is the next day. So what did we see? 
I'm actually trying to track days and shit this time. It's a lot more work than I thought it would be to keep track of a very simple number. The next day, after making your Iron Seas, getting yourself... I don't know why that sounds like such a fun term, Iron Seas. But anyway, you get your shit all together, you get it all packed up, and you get out on the road. Your first day of traveling is still within fairly civilized areas. There's really not a lot going on. But... Your second day on the road, however, is getting you out into a little bit rougher of territory. And... What we're gonna do is some things that we just... Well, gosh darn it, guys, we just never do. Um, but I feel like it'll be a, you know, a little extra fun for you. We're gonna roll on the random encounter table. <laughs> Yay! Who doesn't like a little combat? So, let's start off with... Uh, let's start off with Fjordson. Why don't you give me a d20 roll? Let's see how you fare today. Say so rolling the dice. Um, I press the little button. Six. A six. You will have no encounter uh, for the first part of the day. All right. Uh, Peter, let's have you make a random encounter roll. I rolled a lucky 13. Lucky 13? Lucky 13's a great number, because it means shit attacks you. Cool. You are meandering down the road, and you are ambushed by a group of orcs. Let me, uh, scoot you guys on over to... How about this? This looks like a good place for a random encounter. Uh, so you guys are traveling with, um... What's his nut? Uh... Stew. Stew. Goddamn, man. The stew. my shit together. From out behind some bushes, a bunch of orcs ambush y'alls. They are quiet enough that they do not get noticed immediately, um, but they are not so quiet that they get a surprise round on you. Um, tell me actually a little bit about how you guys would be traveling in this wagon. Do you guys have like one or two drivers? Are you hanging out in the back, walking in front, etc.? Be in the desert and all, and there's scorpions and snakes. I'd be in... Actually, I think I'd be out and about trying to check out the landscape, because uh, I'm very interested in those things. You guys are still kind of in the scrub land. You won't really get into the deserty sort of stuff tomorrow. Oh, gotcha. I'm still walking. For the time being. Much, oh, yeah. Watch right. much as possible. So on the outskirts, kind of like where we are. I imagine we're not going too fast. Peter, how about you? I'm driving. That sounds right. Jeff? What time of day is it? Uh, I would say at this point you're maybe like one o'clock or so. I'm walking alongside my big long legs. It's easy for me to keep the pace with them. Campaign 2, Episode 20, Slashy Stabby Soldiers, was released on May 3rd, 2020. Join us next week when we release footage of unidentified flying... Vegan! Vegan! Vegan!
good adventuring team. Not when you have 56k internet. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get a new pornographic po- photograph next month. Eek!